What is going on, you guys? Happy Friday. We made it. It's almost the weekend. Welcome back to Just Go With It, the motivational podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Ashley Chavez, how the heck are you doing? I am good as hell. We are a couple drinks in a happy hour, and we have a hell of an episode for you today. But before we get into that, let's uh, recap our lives. Let's run it back. Ash, I know that you were in the hospital this week and everyone was really worried. Yes, it was dramatic. It was dramatic for me. You sent me a Snapchat of you with your finger in the IV and no context. If I stay 2012. Um, it was not dramatic. It was just for some uh, procedure thing. I'm going to live another couple years at least. Um, no, but it was really funny because I just had to get some like procedure done last 15 minutes tops. But I like to crack a lot of jokes. So the anesthesiologist, I get put under like wisdom teeth vibes. And the, he was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, you know what? I've gone my wisdom teeth out. I know what this feels like. Let me try and fight going to sleep. So he was like, how are you feeling? <laughs> Because you're a fighter. I am. He was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, I feel like I've, uh, I'm about five drinks in, which is my favorite feeling in the whole world. And, and did that, you think that was funny? I think he snickered, and that was the last I remember. And then I woke up. <laughs> did they give you any kind of, like, flavored anesthesia? Like, when you have to breathe in, like, the bubblegum flavor or something? That's what I remember. No, what are you talking about? No, okay, what's well, I, I was six. And I got my tonsils out. They gave me a little gas thing, a gas mask. And they were like, what flavor do you want? I was like, bubblegum, duh. And then they told me a nice little story. And then I went to sleep. That didn't happen for you? I'm not an infant. No. What happens is you go into the room, you guys talk and you laugh a little bit. You have the IV in. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to start now. And you guys keep talking for a while. And every once in a while while you're talking, they're like, how are you feeling now? And then eventually you don't answer because you're asleep. Oh, so like that's what it's like to be an adult, I guess. That's what it's like to be a grown up. Of course, I loved all the drama and I loved all the attention. What else is new? Drama and attention. We live for it and we love to hear it. And also, Ashley, you told me something that was really telling for you when you first woke up from the anesthesia, what the very first thing at the forefront of your mind was. Do you want to enlighten everyone? It was the podcast. And that is because while I was waiting to get put under, um, I, we were texting about it. So I think it was on the forefront of my mind as I was When are we not to- texting about it? Yeah, the other day I texted Abby and I was like, how the hell was your day? Because I was trying to do something besides talk about the podcast. <laughs> and every time I say something funny about my own life, Abby's like, stop, save it for the podcast. It's almost like we need a honeymoon I just think from the podcast. We owe it to our fans. We owe it to you guys to be funny and turn it on for you in front of these mics. And the worst and part I- is, the worst part is any of our best friend group or any of my other friends that, ta- that I hang out with, at least... 15 or 20 minutes of the conversation is, how's the podcast? So, <laughs> God, we're such narcissists. No, this, they start it. And so we launch into that. Um, if anyone else wants our mood board, besides the list of people that are already asking for it in my friend group, be my guest. But um, it's just monopolizes the conversation. So I text Abby and I was, like, oh. I was like, let me break away. I was like, how is your day to day? And she glossed over it and text back about the podcast. So... <laughs> Our entire friendship has just become a revolving door around this podcast and Survivor, which we now have started season 15. We finished season 10. Thank God for Tom. We stand Tom. He was the only deserving winner. Um, Yet again, I'm going to put this out there in the void. If anyone watches Survivor and wants to talk about it with us, we are going back through the old seasons. It's very fun to see how people look and dress in 2008. I'll give you this though. A couple weeks ago, I went to my friend Natalie's house and I was like, well, let's watch Survivor after this movie. And she was so angry about it. And, Are you kidding? Well, she had never watched it. And then we watched a couple episodes and then I went over the next week and 
we watched Survivor the whole time because she was like, oh, I actually started watching. It's fantastic. Exactly, because it's addicting. It's more addicting than methamphetamine. My mom, I was like, mom, oh, I was like, mom, you're never going to guess what their occupations are on this season of Survivor. And I was telling her, and she's like, actually, I don't want to hear about Survivor anymore. I'm tired of hearing about Survivor. (laughs) It has changed my whole outlook on life. Like sometimes when I get a little bit hungry, like my mid- like mid-afternoon slump I'm like okay I'm like kind of hungry but like I can probably wait till dinner just because like if I was on Survivor right now all we'd get is a ration of rice and I'm doing much better than those people so I can like hold off eating which you know yeah catch me being a skinny legend this summer I guess thanks to Survivor (laughs) the other day my mom was like you didn't have much of a breakfast or something and I was like I wasn't no I didn't but if I was on Survivor I would have had nothing so, <laughs> um, like, if I was on Survivor, I would have to wait for Tom to catch a shark with a machete for me to even eat anything. So, like, I'm grateful. And then today, I'm acting. It's not like I'm taking action and even applying. But today, I did an arm workout, and I was like, "This is going to really like benefit me when I'm on Survivor." <laughs> no, sometimes I train, and I'm like, I've really got to get toned and lean, like just in case I do get cast on Survivor, because like, <laughs> Lord knows, you're wearing like no clothes that entire time, and I can't have all of America looking at me like like that you know absolutely not all right so let's get into it also I think it's really important that like I provide my my new like life update like something really big has happened in my life um if you guys have been following along with this podcast you know that I am self-diagnosed serial dater I love going on dates I love dating I love meeting new people and I love men and so I'm not ashamed I'm not afraid to say it (laughs) but you know some tides have turned and I am Happy to announce that I am actually in a relationship now. Yay. Insert applause here. You sound like you're going to say you were engaged. Um, wouldn't dream of it. That sounds like a death sentence. But no, I'm in a relationship. Um, shout out to Jade. Death sentence 2008, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, death sentence 2008. Um, no, but shout out to Jake. He is an absolute precious gem of a man. And I am off the market. Sorry, everyone. I know you were all just like calling out my name, calling into my DMs. like. I don't know what to tell you, but like I'm off the market for now. So like stay tuned. But yeah, I'm in a ha- I'm happy and I um this is a new chapter for me, I think. And so you guys can follow along with this new journey too. But unfortunately, no more crazy dating stories for me unless we are doing throwback ones, which of course we will do. At a pause. You're at a pause for No, I'm still dating. Just one person. I'm pause for dating multiple people with good stories. Yellow light. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to start a new chapter of my life's memoir, and it's called Yellow Light. It's, it's not. A red light would be I have, I said I do. I will never go on a date again. A green light would be dating all over the road. Yellow light is pause for now. Okay. Why, why can't I be at a stop sign, though? I don't know. I'm reading um, Matthew McConaughey's memoir called Green Lights, so I think I'm basing off of that, actually, if I'm being frank. Streetlights on the brain. <laughs> Straight lights on the brain. And you know what else has been on the brain a lot is entrepreneurs and people just doing the damn thing, starting their own businesses, forging their own path and their own journey in this world, following their passions. And we've had a couple on in the past. If you guys are interested in entrepreneurship or just people living some badass lives, you can refer back to our previous episodes where we have interviewed Micaiah, who is the founder and creator of Go Getter Wallets. And also, who else have we had, Ash? We've had Marin, who is the founder of the Cookie Fellow. We have had Jeremy McComb open his own bar after being a cookie. Right. Yeah. Kind of like musicians and just people who have, yeah. And then also just like content creators and people who have quote unquote non-traditional jobs, day jobs. 
And so we have another one of those today. Mama Mia, here we go again. We're back at it again with some more entrepreneurial stuff. On this episode, we have world traveler and content creator Tristan Ikaika, who has made his own business selling rings that he's curated from around the world. He now designs his own as well. And he is just killing it on Instagram. He is so smart at branding and content creation. And Ashley's been following along his journey for a long time. And so we really get into it, you guys. Like we, It's a really good conversation. We talk about everything under the sun. And also for all you travel bugs out there, this one is going to absolutely get you going. I know it got me going. We talk about all of these fun places that we have traveled to and that he has traveled to around the world. And it really makes me hopeful for when we're all able to do that again. All right. So let's get into it. Like, just go for it and take risks and, like, fail fast because you'll just figure it out. It's like you won't even fail, really. You'll just, like, pivot and turn and figure out what will work better. But you have to, like, create movement. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We're so excited to have you, Tristan. Can you please start with maybe just a rough overview or some spark notes of your life, your travels, why you're so cool? Just kind of tell us the outline, like, what's what's been going on in your life? Okay. Yeah. You're so nice. Thanks for having me. Um, rough outline. I was born and raised in Orem, Utah. My older sister lives in Hawaii and I would go live with her during the summers ever since seventh grade. So I like to think that that kind of influenced part of who I am today, but I sell spoon rings and other custom rings that I've made. Uh, I've been doing it for about three years and I love it. And that's about that's about me in a nutshell. So fun. Another entrepreneur in our midst. We've been on an entrepreneur kick on this podcast. We just love hearing nice. people's origin stories and how you started the business, what inspired you to do it. So can you talk a little bit about kind of beforehand knowing like I'm I'm not I'm unfamiliar if you went to school or not, but kind of like when you first got out of high school, like did you know what you wanted to do? Did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur or how did, what did that look like? Yeah. Super long story short is when I was 12 years old, I saw someone with a spoon ring and wanted to make one. So my dad helped me, um, wore it for years. My senior year of high school, I was like filming weddings and doing like photos. Cause my sister had like, a, I kind of stole a camera that she got for Christmas one year and I really enjoyed it. So I was doing creative stuff for work. And then I graduated high school in May, kind of didn't know what I was going to do with my life, kept doing that for a couple months. And then later that year in December, a bunch of people started asking me where I got my rings. So I decided I would sell them one time. The people who wanted them could buy them. And then I'd move on and figure the next thing out. And then that night they sold out and I was super shocked. And so I decided I would kind of just run with it as long as I could, since I didn't have a job really. Um, and now here I am three years later, still running with it. That is so cool. So when you first sold the rings the first time, we're like, this is going to be like a one take wonder kind of thing. I'm not going to yeah. extend this for the rest of my career. This is one, one off. One take Jake. As we like yeah, to we use one take Jake. <laughs> That phrase all the time. One take, Jake. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny looking back because I so I was filming those weddings, but I wasn't like booking a ton, and so I didn't like I was super broke. I just remember seeing that comment on my Instagram, and I was like, okay, maybe like people have told me for years I should sell these, so like maybe like this I'll make some money doing this, and then I'll like get back to figuring out what I'm going to do with my life. But then that night after it went so well, it was just like exciting mm-hmm. and. 
it was something I already loved and I've are always been fascinated by entrepreneurship. So it was kind of this, like, I mean, in hindsight, it was much more of a like special moment, but in the moment I was just like, so excited and like, okay, well, what else could I do? Like, how can I keep running with this? Is it your sole source of income now then? Like, are you doing this full time or do you have multiple streams of income? Um, no, yeah, this is full time for me. That's so exciting. That's crazy. So how yeah, the heck did you know how to structure a business model kind of financially on the back end of it and like the marketing and how'd you balance mm-hmm. everything across the board? Did you have a mentor? Yeah. Who's helping you out? Um, I... <laughs> Like, yes and no. I had some good friends who I always name drop them. Um, Trevor and Steph, they own a shop called Shop Stevie. And then my other friends, Colby and Kenzie, own a company called Thread Wallet. And even before I started my business, I just like loved going to lunch with them and just like their stories and the people that they were. I just wanted to absorb as much of them as I could. Um, I'd look up to them so much. So starting out, trying to figure everything out, was very difficult. And I think a lot of business owners remember the early days of their business. You don't know what you're doing and you're doing everything, the customer service, the fulfillment, the marketing, the finance, and as complicated as it is, you're just trying to figure out the next step in front of you. Like I always say I was lucky to launch this business thinking I was doing it one time because it didn't have to be perfect. I think if I had the mindset that I'm going to launch like a solid business, I would have wanted like a logo, a marketing Mm -hmm. plan, a bunch of content, like who's going to do my taxes, my finances, my accounting, like knowing what I know now, I would start a business so differently, but looking back, I wouldn't change anything because you just run with it and you figure things out as they hit you. And I think there's like a lot of beauty in that. hundred percent. That's what Ashley and I always talked about when we were starting this podcast is we were inspired by Michael Bostick, right, Ashley? Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, what's our favorite saying? <laughs> it's not about <laughs> plan A to Z, it's plan A to B. And as long as you keep oh, I love that. Away and making little steps, you're going to make some progress. And I think when people think that way, it helps them not be so paralyzed with fear of just like starting. Because I think a lot of times starting is the hardest part of anything. And once you kind of just dive yeah. in, you kind of pivot and figure it out from there. So love that. Love to hear it. That's like our other favorite saying, launch fast, adjust later. Because if you wait for it to be perfect, nothing's ever going to be perfect down to the content and the tax person totally. helping you out and the intern. Nothing's going to be set up, ready to go ever. Yeah. So launch fast. And they, like, I love the quote, um, perfection is the enemy of progress. I totally agree with that. Ooh, another one to add to the repertoire, Ashley. Well, big yeah, it's a good one. Uh, if you need a CPA, we actually know one. Our best friend Jeff, he lives in Maryland, and he name dropping Jeff. Oh, for good to know. Business. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've, since I follow you on Instagram, yeah. I've noticed I have not bought one of your rings yet because they sell out in what seven minutes? I don't even know. They sell out insanely fast. <laughs> Is that it's like Coachella? Yeah. Does that happen every yes. single time? And the first time, or was that kind of unexpected to you? Um, the first time I had no clue how, what was going to happen at all. I just like hyped up, like I'm going to announce the rings. They're dropping at this time, like go get them. And then everything sold out and they had to get to work on making them. So it actually like worked pretty well because I didn't want to be like, keep, I had to make all these spoon rings, but if more orders were coming in, it just was going to be really stressful. So it worked that like I had my batch of orders and now I could get to work on making them. Then you're not up at 4am making spoon rings around the clock. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And so as orders came in, I I didn't have to like constantly be starting the process, mm-hmm. you know, beginning to end. I could just begin it when they all came in and then ship them all out and then start it again. So the drop model happened like very organically. And then as I started like trying to build the business and scale, I definitely wanted to keep the drop model and the scarcity of like, I design these rings and they come and they're gone. Mm-hmm. And so building that is a little bit tricky, but it's definitely like strategic now. I definitely order like a set amount of rings that I expect to sell out. I don't want them to last necessarily. I'm kind of like toying around with the idea of doing like a core collection right now. So we'll see if that changes moving forward, but it's definitely a strategic thing that I do that did happen very organically, but I strategically kept it up. Well, it's working out exceptionally well for you. <laughs> People love <laughs> Thank you. inclusivity when things are only supply and demand so much, then you got to get it while it's here. So that's exciting. That's like a good right? marketing strategy for sure. Have you ever done any like partnerships yeah. or worked with any influencers or anything? I've found like press boxes before, okay. which is like really cool boxes that I make. Um, I don't know if you've seen those and that I guess some people could consider a collaboration, but I've never like made a product with anyone else before. Um, it's all just been me. So if I sent you in some of my spoons from <laughs> North Idaho, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Have these like rifle drawers? What kind of magic could we make? <laughs> yeah, no, I actually do have that option on my website. We could make whatever magic you wanted. So Sounds good. If you, oh, okay, let's say arbitrarily speaking, your collection has fifty different designs in it. Where are you getting all of these yeah. spoons at? Are you organically getting them? Are you seeking them out? Because you used to get them from. Are you finding them in junkyards? Are you thrifting <laughs> them? You used to them from traveling, right? But obviously, no You're travel. Acquiring your materials. Yeah. Yard sales, like this. Yeah. Video. So when it started, I yeah, when I started, I loved traveling. So I would, you know, I kind of saw this as a way of like funding my travels and a way for me to justify mm-hmm. that my travel was work. You know, I could go travel, have fun, make content use it to promote this ring drop that I was doing with spoons that I collected from those countries. Um, Very quickly, I found out that it was actually very hard to source that many spoons from a foreign country. I can imagine. Um, Also, you have your whole group with you. Come on, we're going thrift store shopping today. Yeah, exactly. I just didn't really make sense. Suitcase full of metal. They're like, what's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, they're like, um, sir, you can't take this. Um, No, so then it quickly turned into like me gathering inspiration and like, how do I want the experience behind the drop to reflect the experience I had on this trip and how can people feel a little bit of what I felt? Um, and the pieces I would source from like different merchants or vendors or like antique shops, you know, there's a couple of people that I have relationships with now since doing it for so long that I'm able to find spoons from, but definitely the more exciting part of the business for me right now is the rings that I'm like designing start to finish. Okay. That's kind of the wave I'm on right now. And where do you pull inspiration from with your specific designs, like from your travels or from people in your life that you love? It's different every time. I haven't traveled in about actually over a year now because of COVID. Um, But it's kind of just whatever I'm like feeling, whatever I'm going through, um, whatever's important to me in life. If I see something that like sparks interest, I write it on the notes in my phone and I'll revisit that later. Yeah. Yeah. Probably very similar to, yeah. I mean, it's like art. So yeah. So what was your latest collection based upon that you just dropped and guys, you can't buy them. They're sold out. So, so I guess I'll just like talk about one of the rings. 
I did a ring that was like a guy crying. I don't know if you saw it. Uh At the beginning of the year, my dad was in the hospital. And I don't know if you've ever had loved ones in the hospital, but it's just, it can be really hard. You kind of try to be strong and like power through it, but it's, it can be like pretty emotionally challenging at Mm -hmm. times. So I would always try to like, just keep it in. Like, you're okay. You're okay. And then every time I'd leave the hospital, I just like cry and I'm, I'm not a crier. I'm like, I have friends who are criers and you know, I think it's good that you feel your emotions, but we all do in different ways. Ashley and I are criers. So you got, I didn't used to be, I used to cry like once a year and a couple of years ago I switched and now I'm the biggest crier. (laughs) Yeah. Just embrace it though. You know, like for me it was, I'm trying to hold this in and I'm like, have so much anxiety and all this like worry. And like, what if this, 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 that. And then the second someone would call me and be like, are you okay? And I would just like lose Mm -hmm. it and break down to them and kind of be like, this is what I'm thinking. I would feel so much better. And I'm like, you sometimes like you just need to let it out and just have a good cry. And it's not something to be ashamed of. It's not a sign of weakness. You're just like feeling your emotions. It's a release. And then it got me thinking. Yeah. And like all your, all the most special moments in life, like someone's usually crying, like your wedding day, the birth of your first child. Like you can probably remember the few times you've seen your parents cry and they're just like important moments. Rocky number six, my dad bawled like a baby. Her <laughs> dad is like That's a super amazing. man who does not cry. Super important. Yeah. I just kind of wanted, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do a ring that like someone to cry with if you ever need it. Mm-hmm. So that's where the inspiration for that ring came from. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that's really neat. And then, so for your next collection, how far out do you usually plan? Like, are you are probably working on the next one already? Yeah. So before it was very last minute, uh-huh. like even down to the trip. I don't, I mean, I, if you followed for a while, you'll remember, like, I would book plane tickets the night before and it would be super stressful, but I was just trying to come up with like a concept for a drop, but I loved it. Cause it was like the rush of booking a plane ticket that the left adrenaline. in six hours was so mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. And I freaking loved that like chapter of life. And I hope I can like have that again someday. But now when I'm like making rings, start to finish, like designing them, coming up with 3d files, studying to manufacturers, getting samples, approving samples, it takes couple months okay. mm-hmm. um so right now i'm trying to plan like at least four months out um which is very new for me but i'm grateful that we're getting there yeah so what is the ultimate dream i'm curious if you've thought like far mm-hmm. in advance i know obviously it's kind of like take things one day at a time one drop at a time but what would be like the ideal situation for you and your business going forward um with my business i'd love to create a lot of like experiential products. Um, my favorite thing about my brand would have to be like the community that I have. I just like have so much fun with them and I love interacting with the people of it. Um, so continuing to make, you know, rings or other products that are just like fun and exciting and meaningful. I'd love to like continue to do those. And then I'd love to do collaborations with like companies that I really look up to and like have loved for years. I think that would be really cool. So that's kind of where I see the future of the business. I remember seeing, I think, on your story or something a while ago that you were trying, you were interacting with the fans so much, you were trying to set her up with her ex-boyfriend or something on a date to give her rings. Oh, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, um, this boy DM'd me and he goes, hey, man, like, I need a press box. It's the only thing that would, like, help me get my ex back. And I was like, oh boy, like this is amazing. So then I just like started messaging him and like 
I, I definitely asked. I'm like, are you cool if I post these? Yeah, like, like, I'll obviously borrow your name. Details this is a great story. Right? It was, I was like, so, I was so, like, I'm invested. I'm so okay. invested in this. <laughs> and so I was posting, like, all the DMs, and then, like, her best friend started DMing me, and she was like, it's totally this person, isn't it? And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Like, like what are you talking it's about? Not him. Yeah, and I just was having so much fun with it because it's like, and it's funny, they all told me the same story. Like, he's like, she lost her rings at the gym one time and she like cried. <laughs> and her best friend was, her best friend was like, this has to be my friend. Like, she loves you. She lost her rings at the gym one time and she cried. And I'm like, yeah, it's definitely the same person, but I was like feeding them different stories. How many people are wearing um, the couture rings to the gym? Like, SOS. <laughs> right. I'm like, the gym is the only place I don't wear them. Like, excuse but me. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe she doesn't because she lost them. But yeah. yeah, so I was just talking to him and he's like, I like need to get back with her. Will you help me? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I will. Like, let's do it. And then I was like, yeah, come down to my warehouse. Like, I'll set you guys up like a sweet dinner. And like, I was yeah, just freaking running cool. with it. It's like so fun for me. Like, because it's an e-commerce online business. So I don't get to like yeah. see my customers that much. Mm -hmm. But when I do get to interact with them, I just like love it. That is so Chris Harrison well, of you. <laughs> Do we get to know the end of the story? Like, I'm going to scream if we don't. Um, you will soon. I'll oh, say it's that. in the work. Oh, <laughs> mysterious. So stay tuned. Yeah. I okay, love well, that. At the end, when we drop your Instagram, we'll have to have everyone follow you so they can hear the end of that story. Yeah. Yeah, they need it. It's, it's highlighted on my Instagram, too. It's called the Xbox. You can go <laughs> get yourself up to speed. Uh, Clever. Through Bachelor in Paradise, we can all watch that instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a better storyline yeah. around. <laughs> so you we hit on traveling a couple minutes ago, but I want to kind of circle back to it. So when you when did you begin traveling aside from Hawaii, but more out of the country? When did that all start for you? It was my senior year of high school, and around my birthday, which is in November, uh, my best friend Indy had a flight planned to Paris and like Europe, and she's like, "You should come," and I was like. Yeah, I should. Like, I don't have a passport. I've never been out of the country. This makes no logistical sense. But like, yeah, you're right. I should. And I'm so grateful for her because we connect on like a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's why we're such good friends. But she's the one that really was like, no, like just buy the ticket. And so I did. And it was like $400 from LA to Milan. Isn't that crazy? It's like not that expensive. No. And then we just hustled like to figure it out. Like we emailed so many companies. We're like, we'll take your product and post if you'll like pay us like literally anything. Like we freaking hustled so hard. Oh, yes. And to clarify at this point, you were not an official influencer, right? You were kind of pretending. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, I definitely, I probably had like maybe 10, 10,000 followers, which at the time, I mean, it was, it's good. It's right, nothing right, crazy, yeah. but it was enough. So you emailed every hotel in Milan or like asking around like literally every hotel yeah and we would yeah it was like an art we hustled so hard and we figured it out and we made some money by the time our flight left that we could afford like connecting flights and trains and stuff and we made it happen and I think we just like fell in love with it and we wanted to keep you know feeling that feeling mm -hmm. so then when we got home we're like okay where are we gonna go this summer like oh let's go to Bali and then after that it's like oh, we should go to Dubai with all our friends. Of and course you should. That is I know phenomenal. that sounds like crazy and it totally is. Like it's definitely, I feel so blessed that we're able to do that. But I also am going to say we like worked our butts off to be able to do that. Um, I like fully believe if we can figure it out, anyone can. Yeah, I want to touch on that because 
I don't think it sounds that crazy to me personally. I think a lot of people would. Because the thing is, it's all yeah. about making priorities. Like we all make priorities for our life. And like if we choose to save up and work a job that gives us flexibility in order to travel because traveling's our priority, like that's something that you make happen, just like any other priority in your life. So I am here for it. And on top of that, we're yeah, young. Where you don't have like kids that we have to take with us to Europe and stuff. We can figure <laughs> it out kind of when we get for there. <laughs> we don't have like yeah. kind of responsibility on our backs. When to figure it out more once we get there at this stage in our life. Barely clothes on our backs, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. But so I didn't sound that. No, I think if you're young, you don't have a ton of like, like if you take the risk and it's only going to affect you, yeah. like go for it. And so with all your travels, I want to know what are some of your favorite places you've been, places that you recommend to people who are just getting the itch to travel coming out of the pandemic when everything is safe and good to go. Um, I love Southeast Asia just because it's so fun and so cheap. And if you can like get a group of friends to go, it really is just the time of your life. Um, I also love Italy because every city feels so like unique mm-hmm. in its own, but they're all very relatively close to each other. Um, and I also am obsessed with Japan. Uh, it's just like the coolest place ever. And I love Iceland. Would you say? Um, I'd say it's like just normal, like. Okay. I mean, no, it was like fine. Okay. It, it, like Switzerland, I would say is freaking expensive. Don't Japan even get me was started, just like, don't even get me started. Have you been to Switzerland? I spent eight months in Switzerland. Jeez, yeah, that is an expensive. That was my study place. abroad. It was quite interesting. I was going between Florence, Italy, and Switzerland forever, and I could not decide. And then finally, the deadline came, and I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to pick Switzerland because it's smack dab in the middle of Europe. So I'm going to go everywhere. It's going to be really easy to travel everywhere. But joke's on me because a Happy Meal was like $17. And like, I just was. Yeah, it's insane. I'm telling it's you, crazy. she was in Florence. I remember I I was in Florence. And I went to visit one of our other friends who was also in Switzerland. And I get there and Florence, it's really fun. And I get there and I was like, are we going out tonight? He was like, no, we can't afford to go out really in Switzerland. <laughs> we can't. She's like, we can't yeah. afford to get in. <laughs> so yeah switzerland's yeah it's insane if you could only travel to one other place like say you this was your final trip your swan song if you will and they were like you gotta pick one place where are you going and who are you bringing oh that's a good question i'd probably honestly go to like hawaii with my family okay pure. like it would just be a good time Okay, I like okay, that. international. <laughs> Ask the me so I can come. <laughs> yeah. Adult adoption. Um, okay, international. Probably like the coast of Italy, like Amalfi Coast, most beautiful place ever. God, I love Italy. I'm obsessed with it. I am into yeah, travel. So best. back to the Milan trip. You go to Milan. You swing a yeah. hotel by pretending that you're bigger influencers than you are. What did you do for the rest of the trip? Yeah, we literally emailed like every hotel and Airbnb we could. And I mean, we were very honest with Mm -hmm. them. We didn't like, we definitely were honest with the agreements, but whoever would agree, we would figure it out. And I mean, we did have to, we couldn't find a hotel in Paris. So we ended up booking Airbnb, but it was like small and cheap and reasonable and Mm -hmm. we found a way to afford it. But yeah, it's just the hustle, you know? It's just the hustle, man. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, I'm always trying to get Abby to hustle us into things at a concert or a trip or a... (laughs) 
Ashley and I have just learned throughout the course of our life that really all you have to do in this world to get what you want is just ask and have the courage enough to ask because like 90% of the people just don't think it's a possibility for them. So nobody asks. But if you're part of that 10%, like you never know what could happen. Yeah, right. They say unless you ask, the answer is no. So you might as well ask. Yeah, then you're, if they say no, it's like, what do you have to lose? You're back where you started from. Mm-hmm. Back at square one. Exactly. Yeah, you might as well give it a chance. So all you girls out there, shoot your shot with those guys. You never know. Go on, turn us into another dating episode we do about one day. Every episode. episode. Yeah. <laughs> once a month, it turns into we'll, a dating episode. We'll do a lot of different series. <laughs> So hopping back to your company a little bit, how does it feel? Do you, so you have a team working for you, right? More or less, yeah. How do you even start oh, to like expand a team and branch away from just being a one-man show? Yeah, so my core team now actually is like very small. Um, it's mostly just me. I have, she used to be my personal assistant, but now she's more like operations and like project manager, um, who she works like 10 to 20 hours a week, just helping me with, various projects um and then i have a customer service girl that works part-time to help me with you know making sure everyone's taken care of um and at the core that's really it during the drops i bring in like a team for a couple days to help me fulfill and pack all the orders but it's a pretty lean business i would say and lean mean ring making machine (laughs) yes Perfect. Yeah, I'll put that on the wall. <laughs> well, I have signed. You should weld a sign that says that. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> we'll give it to you for free. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's really neat, though, because I've always imagined it would be easy to expand a team. But the more people we've talked to, they're like, no, that's the worst part, expanding a team like you. So when you have to trust to actually hand over a portion of your work and trust that they're going to do a good job. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely really tricky. And I think some people do it too fast and then they regret it. Like, oh, I actually wasn't ready for this. So I think it's good to get stuff off your plate, but do it at a rate that's sustainable. Like really make sure you know what you're getting into before you do mm-hmm. it. So was your family supportive when you were like, I'm going to, I came back from this trip instead of going to college, I'm going to start making this business as a reality. Yeah, I feel very grateful. My parents have always been very supportive of me. Like when I was little and wanted to make like a really cool school project, like they were on board with it. They were helpful and they were like, yeah, you can do it. Like you can do whatever. They like, I'm super grateful because I understand that not everyone has that. And I think after I graduated high school, even though I wasn't going to college, I was always trying to get my foot in the next door. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't just like sitting back, chilling, not motivated at all. I was like actively trying to like, make something bigger than myself and figure out what the next opportunity was. And so I think my parents just a trusted and B supported me in that I was going to figure out what path was for me and it wasn't college and that was fine. Very cool. So I'm super grateful for that. So what advice would you have for people who are either coming out of high school or coming out of college and they kind of have the entrepreneurial spirit, they don't know where to start kind of maybe they don't have the super good support system. What would you say to those people who kind of are a little afraid maybe to take the first step? Yeah, I would say go for it. Like it's not, it doesn't have to be complicated. Just whatever you want to do, 
break it down into a million steps, like whatever your big goal is, take that and then work backwards and just focus on the next step in front of you. Kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like it's not A to Z, it's A to B and really just doing what feels good for you personally and realizing that like, this is your life. Like you're the one who has to live your own life. So if someone else really wants you to do something, sometimes that can be a tricky situation to navigate. I've like, some people have it really bad. So I, I can't really empathize, empathize with that. Just understand like whatever you want your life to be, like you can make it that you just have to figure it out and don't rely on anyone else and don't let anyone else rely on you because it's your life. I don't know. Well, that's some good advice, man. And it was the same for going on a trip. Yeah. <laughs> your trip, make it what you want it to be. That's kind of like what Ashley and I preach to each other. We preach on this podcast too, like standing on our soapbox, as you may call it. But like Ashley and I are mm-hmm. always just like reminding each other and always keeping each other in check that this is your life and you do only get one. And what's the point of like spending so much time worrying about things out of your control when all you can do is kind of focus on what's right in front of you and just take those micro steps towards your goal, whatever your goal may be, because we all have different ones. But yeah, I think that's really smart. It's good advice. Yeah. Like just go for it and take risks and like fail fast because you'll just figure it out. It's like you won't even fail really. You'll just like pivot and turn Mm -hmm. and figure out what will work better. But you have to like create movement. That's sure. a good one. Fail fast. I'm going to take that and run with it. Yeah. <laughs> Trademark that yeah. one. Yeah. I love that one. I mean, I didn't come up with that. I definitely heard it somewhere. Oh, but no, we, we really call it's not it. trademark. <laughs> well, because I feel like you're not really even failing. You're just like finding your dead ends, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Like, okay, I need to do like at the beginning, like about a year ago, I really needed a lawyer and I didn't know where the freak to start. <laughs> So I just was like, started asking like friends and like other people. I'm like, Hey, I need, these are my needs. What do you think will work? And then like, I'd go down one and it like would be really bad. So I'd like turn around and try the next one. And you can be like, yeah, I failed. That first one was completely a failure, but really it was just like a stop on the way to figuring it out. Right. And if I didn't go there, who knows if I would have figured it out, but I had to go there to figure it out. So just like go there. And if it's not it, it's okay. Like go to the next place and hopefully that will work better. Yeah, for sure. Everything's a learning step. Every read, what is it? Rejection is a redirection. Another great one I didn't come up with. But Oh, I like that. <laughs> Look at us. We're showing a little quote wave today. We're spreading the entrepreneurial spirit wide and far and near all over the place. All right. Well, Ashley, I think it's time for your favorite question to ask all of our guests. What do you think? Okay, any books or podcasts you recommend that you've been reading or listening to lately that you think someone would benefit from? Besides ours, of course. Yes. Yeah, besides yours. Yeah. Um, one. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, a classic podcast that I kind of like go in waves of being obsessed with is How I Build This. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever listened to that one. Just like really amazing people who have basically changed the world, I would say. Um, like taking a deep dive into their stories. It's really fascinating. Um, Some movers another, a lot of ones I just like look up like local business owners and look up podcasts with mm-hmm. them because I don't know it. I'd rather listen to someone nearby that I like heard of and know of mm-hmm. and listen to their story because it's more relatable than someone who was like born and raised in New York with like a really rich family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. So, I mean, that can be different for everyone. When Ashley and I first started getting really into podcasts, we were listening to the Skinny Confidential was like the first one that really kicked it off. And so 
at first yeah. like at first when podcasts were like really starting to boom i didn't really understand like why someone would want to like listen to somebody that they don't even know talk for hours and hours you know i was kind of like what is that about um but once you like follow them on instagram and kind of like learn more about their life and like put a face to the voice it makes a lot more sense so everyone listening to this go follow us on just go with it dot podcast if you'd like to see our face in our lives just so you can you know feel closer to us feel like you understand what we're about yeah i think <laughs> it makes me yeah, feeling totally. like i know the person to actually enjoy the podcast or else my mind wanders like crazy and i'm not i'm not into it yeah it's got to be like relatable mm-hmm. or something you actually care about for sure totally any books you recommend it's okay if you don't read <laughs> I'm okay. I'm not a huge reader, but I did start reading um, Creativity Inc., which is about the guy who started Pixar. Um, And it's really good. So that will be my recommendation. What's the font like? Big, good spacing. I'd be so into font sizes. It's like, (laughs) it's just, you know, a good hardcover book that I have. And I want to say it's about 300 pages, but that could be completely wrong. I love a hardcover. Um, And just you know just a good book see every single guest we've had on recommends something nonfiction, and that's the one thing that i don't touch um so there's a link yeah <laughs> dream of it there's a link between successful people and nonfiction books all right well in the art of pimping ourselves out pimping each other out please tell our followers where they can find you on instagram where can they find your rings how can they follow along on your amazing travel journeys um it's all tristan ikaika t-r-i-s-t-e-n-i-k-a-i-k-a on literally every social media platform and my website is tristanikaika.com so nice and smooth and easy well that does make it easy thank you for streamlining it for us um when's your next drop coming um i don't know when this podcast will come out but there's one on may 2nd and there's one on may 30th and june 27th so hopefully whenever this comes out that will your cover Mark your calendars, ladies and gents. Set those alarms. Literally <laughs> set the alarms. Yeah, because they will sell out in 10 minutes. Link and you miss it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for spending your time with us. It was so great getting to know you and getting to know more about your business and your travels and just your life story. I think there's a lot to be learned from kind of just throwing yourself into it and prioritizing the life that you want to live. And I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. 